Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 118. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help! I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biting. And Chris and I are here each and every week to give you the latest and the greatest in the world of Apple. We're primarily here to help you who are the Mac switcher. We try to keep you guys in mind as much as possible, and we're always here to answer your questions. And as far as uh, what do we do when we don't have questions, Chris... When people aren't calling us and saying, hey, how can I do this on my Mac? Or, hey, I, I just switched over and I can't figure out how to copy and paste. This thing's not working with my control C. What do we do in the event that we don't have those questions? Well, the show kind of shifts over to a, a general Apple discussion news. Cliff and Chris complain and and turns into a bunch of different stuff. That's right. So... So this week, of course, since we don't have very many questions submitted regarding how we can help you with your Mac, we are going to turn to the world of news and we're going to sit here and go on and on and on and on about what we think about the news as it relates to the world of Apple. All right. So, Chris, I understand that there's another iPhone in the wild. I mean, uh, I guess an iPhone HD. Is that what we're calling it now? That seems to be the general consensus that it's going to be called iPhone HD, but... Yeah, uh, another one has been leaked, has been shown, uh, and it's in Vietnam of all places, which seems weird. But when you think about it, uh, most of those phones are made in in China and, and you know parts made in Taiwan and things like that. So, doesn't necessarily surprise me that one can find its way there. That's not too far away from where all the stuff is made. So, yeah, it's out. Uh, the screen is on, but it's kind of locked up or something. It's on some kind of um, diagnostic tool called Inferno. But uh, we see that the case is a little different. Uh, the, the overall shape and everything is the same. A lot of the stuff uh, is the same. The only thing that's really different is people were complaining about these screws at the bottom, which I don't know why people were complaining about it because if you look at the bottom of your 3GS or your 3G iPhone, there are two screws at the bottom of the phone. So people are like, oh, it's very on Apple. Uh, my phone's got screws on it. I don't know about yours, Cliff. Yeah, all, all, but, uh, all of mine have, and that's, that's what holds the screen in. Yeah, but all those the, the screws are now gone from this model. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, and I guess it, uh, it's glass back uh, or glass like, uh, but yeah, it, it's uh, you know they they tore it apart, and uh, what's cool about it is that they do in fact know that it does have the Apple A4 processor and 256 megs of RAM, just like the iPad. So if the phone wow. is 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 as fast as the iPad, it's going to be an awesome phone, man. I'm I, I you know as we all know, I'm still working toward getting my iPad. How much weight um, have you lost, my friend? I'm still as, 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 I'm, I'm what I was last week, so I'm ah. holding steady. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you need to Don't come worry. over to the Y and run a couple five Ks with me. Man, my knees can't take running very uh, well. My knees could never take it either, but I've ran <laughs> I've ran four or five Ks in the last ten days. That and I've I, I twisted my ankle on Friday, so oh yeah, you yeah. Stay I, I did all upper I did all upper body this week, so my arms are killing me. Come still. over to the that Y. We'll do some boxing. Of course, I don't, I don't think they have any boxing stuff at the Y. 
But uh, but yeah. So I'm really I'm still more excited for the phone than anything, and the fact that it's going to share the same processor is even more more awesome. That is so funny because I I'm not excited about the new phone at all at this point. And I mean, I have my 3G. I was excited about the you know the new phone back when Stephanie got her 3GS. I'm like, ah, oh, I can't get the 3GS. And of course, her 3GS has some amazing ability with video and 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 a much better camera and stuff like that. But I'll tell you what, I got my iPad, and to be honest with you, I really feel like uh, the my phone is only good for use as a phone um, and text messaging and basically checking my email on the go. I I and of course there there are a couple other things that I, I guess okay, so it's more than just a phone. But anyway, also the only other application I'm finding myself using on a consistent basis is is the Lose It application because I always do have my phone with me. Granted, mm-hmm. I don't take the iPad everywhere, but I do take it any place I go where I know for a fact I'm going to have any kind of downtime because if I'm going if I want to interact with a portable device, I want it to be the iPad. I really love the larger screen in it and it just makes everything so much better so with yeah, that see i i feel i feel if i if i leave the house the ipad it's probably not going to go with me yeah see yeah well and, and and i certainly have left the house without it but not very often um now here's the other thing that i'll say is the iphone hd if that's what they're going to call it there are a couple things that you know that are rumored about this thing that make it interesting for me. I'm not super ultra excited about it. And of course, I would have been even more excited about it if I did not have uh, perhaps, uh, um, uh, how do I say this? If I didn't know a friend of mine who had jailbroken their iPhone and saw how easy it was to provide, um, you know, the the MyY service and to use that as a tethered um, 3G connection. So basically your portable, portable uh, wireless device in your pocket anywhere you go so that your iPad could have access to it. Uh, mm-hmm. So so the thing is, is that that really held me back from my excitement because I don't want to give up my ability to browse the web wirelessly. Yeah. Out, on my iPad and so, and on my laptop. If I, well, of course, I can't imagine ever taking my laptop anywhere anymore. Can you believe that? I, 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 I don't think I'll take my laptop anywhere anymore. Is that weird? <laughs> Yeah. It is a little weird, but you know. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I won't. Um, in fact, I gave my my MacBook to Stephanie. Did you know that? Oh wow, really? Yeah. Um, she, she we bought her. Oh, I guess maybe about five months after our business started, we purchased a uh, HP laptop for her so that she could be able to do uh, a, a QuickBooks and accounting and all that stuff. And you know, I was convinced that I still needed a Windows system to run all that other junk. And and so we bought her a brand new HP laptop and we got this business class model with eight with Windows XP on it and everything. The thing lasted about a year and a half and I literally slammed the thing against the concrete steps outside and just smashed it and tore it apart. In disgust? In disgust, yeah. Because it, it basically ever since I, I forgot I failed to mention that uh, the computer from the first week that we had it, the fans kicked on and engaged and stayed in full blast mode from the time you turn it on until the time you put it in standby or turn it off. And then it started wow. and then it started having tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of other problems. 
And so finally, after a year and a half and um, with some issues with it, just the, the screen not firing because the graphics card got burned up or something because it got so hot, um, I decided to, to just throw it out. So Wow. I, well, I, there you go. The only thing I regret, Chris, is not doing a YouTube video of it. <laughs> but anyway, back to this H, to HD. I would like it if, you know, I, I like the idea that it might have an HD, you know, something like a five or six or seven megapixel camera in it. Uh, I mm-hmm. like the fact that it's got a little tiny flash, you know, uh, if, if that's coming, that would be cool. Uh, so so there are some things that are exciting about it. The fact that it is so speedy and fast, if it's going to be as snappy as the iPad is, which sounds like it will be, um, then, then I'm pretty excited about those things. I guess what I'm not excited about, though, is ever going back to the world of that little small screen to play games and to do, you know, pr- productivity applications. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I, I would think, though, there might be certain games that still work. You know, I still use I, I play games on my PC and on my, you know, on my on my Xbox and stuff, but I still go back to my PSP or my, you know, or my DS when I had it and it had a tiny screen, too. So, yeah. I, I don't think I won't ever go back to it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, let's put it this way. My, the one game I always played the most was uh, Zynga Poker. And mm-hmm. I have not played Zynga Poker since the iPad came out. And I've actually paid money for a really crappy, I mean, a super crappy game for, for Texas Hold'em. And in fact, let me tell you what it is. Uh, hold on. Four, two, two, I got a passcode. So people can, so people cannot buy it. No, so people can buy it if they're like me. Oh, you said it's crappy though. It, it is crappy, and I'll and I'll tell you how this all plays in, and and it fits into the the conversation here. Hold'em HD. All right, super crappy game. Actually, you know what? It's free. Um, so I haven't purchased the full version, but you know what? I I have probably spent about two or three hours playing Hold'em HD on my iPad. Not with and it doesn't even have the ability to play against other people. You're playing the artificial computer. I mean, it's the crappiest H Texas Hold'em game I've ever played. But it, <laughs> but here's the deal: deal. It looks beautiful. It 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 has the you know it's got the full screen graphics and it's it's a pleasure to play on. And right. and I feel like you know it, it, you know what it reminds me of. The iPad reminds me of the uh, tabletop arcade games. Okay, yeah, yeah. The ta- I can see that. So, so you're, I mean, you're sitting down in your chair, you're you're kicked back, you're relaxed, and you got this big, nice, honking screen in front of you, and it's just so much more fun. And and I I'm waiting for the day that they actually bring the Zynga Poker to the iPad, and then look out, you know, Zynga World. I'll be back up there to my you know, 1 billion mark. But hey, the other thing is the the Bible. Chris, I had the, uh, the oh, let me see. Who do I use? I've got it right here. Uh, I carry, I, I purchased the Acro Bible, the NIV version of the Acro Bible. This is the one where you can download the entire Bible right to your hard drive so that if you don't have internet access, you still have the ability to read and take your notes and all that stuff. Um, I purchased that for the iPhone I it is not available as a universal app yet. I literally went out and bought the application and the that version of the Bible again <laughs> for the iPad even though it says, "Hey, before if you are an existing iPhone user, please read our FAQ first." 
And basically, I went to their FAQ and it kept saying, it's coming. It's coming. We are going to make this into universal. We are going to make this to universal. And it says, hey, and we haven't figured out how if you get this, if you purchase the iPad version, which is available now and it works great and it's even got more features than the iPhone version. Uh, but if we haven't figured out how to give you a free upgrade of the NIV since you've already paid for the licensing fee for it. Um, but even though it says we're, and it, they said we're working on that, even though I still purchased the Acro Bible and the NIV version again, just so I could have it on my iPad because I, I just don't ever want to go back to reading things on that little tiny screen anymore. Yeah. So that's why for me, I'm not that excited about another iPhone, but I, you know what? I wasn't all that excited about an iPad when they first announced it either. So <laughs> we'll see what happens there. I, I just want more universal apps, you know? Yeah, me too. I, I want to buy my stuff all over again. That's the only thing I'm kind of not looking forward to. Yeah, that that I think... I Do you think that most new apps today are going to have universal or do you think that, that a lot of people are going to create iPad-only apps or iPhone-only apps still moving forward? What do you think will be They're, the trend? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, I think they feel. I think they feel like they can. They can charge more for an iPhone or an iPad app. Yeah. So they'll probably keep them separate. Yeah. If I had to guess. No, I. But did. I mean, things like Pandora and stuff like that that are free mm-hmm. anyway. They'll probably, you know, those have already converted. If I look at my, my iTunes here, it's going to take a second to fire up. I've already got a handful of apps that support both. Um, yeah. Let's see here, apps. Thank you. Yeah, like uh, Amazon Mobile, Dragon Dictation, Dropbox, Epicurious. Uh, there is one called Growl Online. I've never played it before. IM Plus, Pandora, uh, Skygazer, Sky Voyager, Tuner, Word Monkey, and Wonder Radio are all ready to go for the iPad as well. Right. The one thing that um, frustrates me about those universal apps, um, especially like I, you know, the ones like I am plus, um, let me pull it up here and just make sure I'm, I'm right about this one and that it is one of them. Yeah, it, it certainly is. Uh, I, the thing that bugs me about I am plus and a lot of other applications is sure they, they, they did, uh, code it so that it is actually, you know, taking up the full screen and it's doing it without the pixelation, but really the, the actual navigation and the layout and user interface of the applications is identical to the iPhone. So all they did was blow it up without pixelation. And, oh, really? and I think that is a real jip, um, you know, because it, I mean, sure. I I'd be, like I said, I I'm, I'm willing to pay for applications I like, but man, there, some of these applications like I am plus, they really are not taking advantage of this new larger screen real estate. Um, and, and, but not everybody's like that. There are many that are taking advantage of it, but I am plus is not one of them. And there's a, believe it or not, there's a lot of Twitter clients out there really aren't taking, taking advantage of that space either. Hmm. All right. Steam. What is steam? My friend, I know you steam. talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a company called valve. They've made great games like uh, half life and, uh, team fortress and, and well, uh, a few years ago, I think it was 2004, they released something called Steam, which is kind of like iTunes for games. So, um, like, there's a there's a piece of software I bought called the Orange Box. Well, what I do is I go into Steam. You know, I have a free account. This is when I was on Windows. I put in my, my little Orange Box key, and now I really don't need the software anymore. I can lose the discs or they can get scratched or whatever. I can, I can always go to Steam and download the game again. 
And Blizzard does this with Battle.net and stuff like that, but it was only for Windows. Well, yesterday, uh, Valve released Steam uh, for the Mac, and right now there's 50 games that have come out for it already. Um, Valve is slowly releasing theirs. Right now, Portal's the only one uh, that's out for the Mac that's part of that orange box that I bought. Uh, but it's free for everybody. So if you if you want a, a good free game for your Mac, Portal is is a great game. It's like a first person kind of puzzle game. And uh, if you go to steampowered.com, uh, but there's a there's uh, there, there's a really good game if you if you like Diablo called Torchlight. It's available and it's normally twenty bucks right now. It's ten dollars. And they do this. They run kind of deals and sales and stuff like that. And uh, there's some really good old school adventure games too from LucasArts. They released Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis as well as Loom. Uh, you can also get Tales from Monkey Island and Sam and Max. So there's a lot of great games that are now on Steam uh, that are playable on the Mac, and, and there's going to be more every week that's going to be added. So the where, Mac is finally kind of coming into its own as a game machine, which is great. All right. Well, where do I go to see to find Steam? Steampowered.com. Oh, and, and what's great is... let's yeah, e- By the way, ED, folks, because I was I heard power, and that's like, yeah, man, Steam that's powered, an ugly site. Yeah. Got it. And uh, what's what's great about this is um, if you bought the game, like if you bought, like if you had Steam on your PC for a while, and you've bought a couple games uh, like Torchlight or the Orange Box or or you know Half Life or anything like that, uh, what's cool is it'll that license is kind of cross graded automatically, so you don't have to buy the game again to play it on your Mac. If it's available for Mac, you'll get it and you'll be able to play it. And when you save your spot. If you get so far on your on your Mac version and then you go back to your PC version, that save state carries on. So that's really is cool. Awesome. So yeah. I see they have Civilization Four on here for twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. You ever play that game? I have. You like that game? Is it like Age of Civ? Empires? Yeah. Eh, yeah, a little bit. Um. So I see on here it says Portal. Play Portal free on your PC or Mac. So are they yes. giving, are they giving that away for free? Yes. Is that like lifetime or I mean, do you get I it think free so, yeah. for a while and then I, you have to buy it? I own it already, but no, I think it's a uh, free as in free free. What kind of game is Portal? Is it a good game? It's a great game. It's short. It's super funny. And uh, basically you're this person who's trapped in this testing facility and this crazy maniacal robot is trying to put you through all these tests. Yeah. And the promise is at the end of the tests, you'll have delicious, moist and juicy cake ah. to eat. But the cake is a lie. And that's all I'll say. But you shoot a gun that they can open up portals. And you, know, you shoot one and then you shoot the other one and you can walk through that portal. And uh, yeah, it's a great puzzle game. It's, 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 uh, it's awesome. So Cliff, download it. It's all free. Right. I'll see. <laughs> if I, that's my problem is when I'm in front of my computer, I'm so busy with work. But I, that's why I do love the iPad. I, I do play a lot of games. I consume content and consume media. On the iPad. Do they have Portal for well, the iPad? Not, no. You think they ever will have games like that for the iPad? Yeah, maybe. It's really hard with uh, a touch controller like that. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, well, we'll get to that in the last story of the day. By the way, again, today's uh, episode title is Why You Should Br- Jailbreak Your iPad. Uh, and actually, it's it's actually formed as a question. And just so you, just so anybody out there knows, I have not yet jailbroken my <laughs> iPad uh, and I currently currently do not have plans to do so but I haven't even read the article we're going to cover yet so you know me if, if I did I, I would yeah 
All right, so here, here's the deal. Chris K has a question for Chris. He says, hey, Chris, I have a question for you uh, for the next Help I Got a Mac. It appears that he and I are in the same boat. Okay, so it was actually, Cliff, I have a, Chris, a question for Chris on the next Help I Got a Mac. It appears that he and I are in the same boat when it comes to upgrades. I'll be eligible next month for month two for his phone he's talking about. My question is the AT&T date... Is the date AT&T gives him June 13th as well, uh, the Sunday after the Worldwide Developers Conference? And if it is, can we read anything into that date, maybe uh, as maybe the week of the 13th being the release date? Or have I watched too much Lost and read too much into almost everything? Well, a little bit of both. Um, my, My release date, it's based on 18 months from your first date of purchase typically. Uh, which would put I bought my uh, mine right right around December of uh, 08, which would put me in May, and May 22nd is the date that I'm eligible for a new phone. I am hearing though from people who bought the 3GS when it first came out, which would make them eligible for a new phone in November. I'm hearing that their dates have been moved up to June 22nd. Oh, so. I would actually look into that date more than your date. I think yours just happened to fall on June 13th. I, I wouldn't say that that's going to come out then. But those people that moved from November to June, that's a little interesting. Yeah, that is very interesting. Hey, Chris also sent me an email uh, about an application that me- people might be interested in. I'm not sure if it's still 99 cents, but uh, he sent me an email yesterday saying, hey, it might be worth mentioning that you can get Dragon's Layer, layer for only 99 cents. Uh, for Dragon's Layer. Exactly, for a limited time. Now, I did not buy Dragon's Layer, Dragon's Layer, Dragon's Layer when it came out. I don't remember what the price was, but it was more than I was willing to pay at the time. It's like five bucks. Yeah. yeah, it's still 99 cents. So I went ahead and bought it for, for 99 cents. It is an iPhone-only app. Um but it looks pretty decent. It, it's not. It's not. It's a little blurry, but not pixelated when you bring it up on the iPad. So I. I intend, All I remember is dumping tons of money into that game because man, when that game came out, it came came out like mm, I think eighty four, eighty five. You know, I was a young and, but that was one of the few games that cost fifty cents back then to play. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, now, get this. My dad used to own an, a grocery store. And mm. at the grocery store, he had a bunch of arcade games, and Dragon Slayer was one of them. Oh, man. So I, I, used got, to, I, I got to open up the little thing and just like click, keep clicking the little thing to let me play, <laughs> let me play, let me play. That's awesome, man. I used to own Pac-Man uh, when me and some buddies of mine lived together. And I still wish I had it. I sold it because I needed money back then, but... Yeah, someday I'll have another arcade machine or I really want a pinball machine. Right. Hey, Carla's in our chat room and said, just read more about Portal Free on Steam. It's only free until May 24th. Look here for details. So that's store.steampower.com slash free portal. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, a, it's still a good try it before you buy it deal. So very cool. That's what I was kind of thinking. It's like, are they really going to give this thing free? So, uh, so basically okay. so after, May, d- so after May 24th, you'd have to buy it. So you only have a few days to decide if your free copy of Portal is worth the price we're currently charging. Right. Is that what it's oh, saying? Oh, wait a minute. Well, I'm thinking it's only free until May 24th, and then if you download it, you get to keep it, is what it looks like. Oh, well, that see, now that would be a good deal. And and see, I think that would be a smart thing for them uh, to do, not, to take a game that is somewhat popular, 
give it away for free so people can get you number one sign them up for a steam account and number two show them how easy it is to get the games and then then you've got people you got a lot of new people hooked right yeah yeah i mean portals portals a fun game download it play it all right hey uh i got some new stories that i found this week i dug up that go for it android is now outselling the iphone did you read about this Yes. It says smartphones carrying the Android operating system outsold the iPhone in the first quarter of 2010, according to new research out today from the NPD, whatever, who the, whoever they are. Anyway, um, some kind of, yeah, go ahead. D- during the quarter, Android handsets uh, accounted for 28% of the sell- smartphone sales, beating out iPhone OS and its 21% share. Uh, BlackBerry was the best selling OS with its devices capturing 36% of the market. NPT NPD attributes the shift to strong sales of the Motorola Droid and the Droid Eris. Now, can I just say this? Everybody I know, well, no, 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 no. Take this back. With the exception of one person, good friend of mine in Nashville, Tennessee, with the exception of him, everybody else I know that has a droid, they show me their droid and they sigh. I'm not droid. kidding. They said, I, they hand me, they, they said, here, here's, here's my, cause I have my iPhone. They said, here's my phone. And they hand it to me and I, and I, and I look at it and I said, do you like it? And I get a, <sighs> I, I'm, not, I'm not kidding you. Every single person, except for my friend down in Nashville, he really does enjoy his droid. Uh, but the, for the most part, um, people are underwhelmed and this is just my experience with droid owners, mm-hmm. you know? And so. Yeah, it is what it is. You know, I, 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 I know, I know, <laughs> but you know, I think I still think the droid is probably the second best, uh, smartphone out there. And I think it's yeah. still the, the ability for it to be upgraded in software uh, and stuff like that. It's just that I don't know if I ever trust Google to have a good UI. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, my brother's got an Android phone and it's nice. So we all, I'll go ahead. It still seems kind of hacky, you know, it, like it's for, for geeks. It's, it's yeah, the, it, it is. It's, it, it's for me, it was just a little clunky. I mean, it, it, it can, it has the ability to, ability to do a lot of things that the iPhone can do. It actually does a few things better than the iPhone, but that's primarily because it's not locked down and closed out and it is more of an open platform but at the same time it's the user interface it's like for example my mom has an iphone and absolutely loves it i mean in fact my sister just got an iphone and and get this was i teaching my sister how to use the iphone no my mom (laughs) was teaching my sister how to use her new iphone that's funny that would never happen on a droid guaranteed guaranteed my mom would my mom there's no way she would be able to use any of the functionality on a daily basis like she does on the iphone all right so so here's the situation um we've heard a lot about rumors of the iphone hd or the next generation anyway coming to verizon have you heard those rumors out there I have, but I've also heard what you what you're getting ready to talk about. Yeah, that's right. AT and T has gone on the record, and uh, AT and T has exclusivity until 2012. 
Uh, it was speculative before given the lack of uh, independent confirmation, but now apparently Apple has gone on the record to confirm that the original deal signed with AT&T for iPhone exclusivity back in 2007 was a five-year deal. That means at least some legal hoops would ha- need to be jumping through uh, if we're ever going to see that oft-rumored Verizon iPhone before 2012. And uh, so basically, they I guess there was this class action lawsuit yeah. uh, against the iPhone for many different reasons, a monopoly over everything and, and, and all that stuff. Anyway... Um, I guess they had to report they had to reveal some documents and one of the documents did in fact reveal that they signed an exclusivity track for five years with AT&T and I don't think that they're going to try to break that that doesn't make sense for for um, for Apple to try to jump through any kind of hoops to get out of a deal that they obviously made in good faith with the company do you do you agree with that I agree if anything I think it's been extended with the uh getting to deal with the iPad unless, well, here's the thing though. It could have gone either way. You know, Apple could have said, Hey, you guys want data for the iPad, you know, right. Let us end the exclusivity early on the iPhone. You know what I mean? It's one of those things too. Now that could have been, yeah, they could have used it as a bargaining chip of some sort. I guess we'll know when they announce the new iPhone, won't we? Yep. In June. All right, so I'm going to... Worldwide Developer Conference. Chris, I'm going to ask you for your help with this one. I've got the link in here, and I'm going to put the link in the chat room. Uh, here, Here's the big story. Um, you know, obviously, the iPad or the iPhone, you've been able to jailbreak this thing forever. And it wasn't just... I mean, th- I think it was within a day or a couple days of the, having the iPad, the launch of the iPad, that they immediately were able to jailbreak this thing with something called the Spirit Jailbreak. Have you heard about that? Yeah, I used the Spirit jailbreak to recently jailbreak my phone, and it's drop-dead simple. Really? Drop-dead? Yeah. So simpler than Ponage and all that other stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You just run it. You have your your phone or your iPad connected to your computer with iTunes and stuff. Then you just double-click it, hit jailbreak, and boom, you're done. Do you think that it's just as harmless as the old uh, jailbreaks, or do you think this is a potential to lock up everything? No, I think it's... Well there's not a lot of stuff that's written for the iPad yet. So if you try to maybe run some jailbroken software, right, it could lock up. Excuse me. I'm sorry. It, it, it could lock up. Uh, but I don't think it's going to, you know, it's nothing to restore wouldn't fix. Very good. All right. So here, here's the article. I found this at readwriteweb.com, And uh, let's t- talk about the reasons they give why you should jailbreak your iPhone. So number one, Multitasking. An app app called Backgrounder turns your iPad into something that will more closely resemble a real computer. With this app, yep. you can run programs in the background while you switch between apps. Uh, for now, this app is a must-have for al- iPad jailbreakers, but it's worth nothing. That it's worth noting that a coming software update uh, for 4.0 will deliver multitasking to the iPad later this year. Now you've yes. used you've used uh, Backgrounder before, correct? I still use Backgrounder. Yeah, it's great. Works so you, great on my phone. So you like that? That gives you the ability to like leave Skype up and running and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I use it for mainly like Pandora or Slacker Radio. Like if I got to go check email or something, I'll. It's cool when when you're in the app and you want to make a background enabled. You just hold in the home button. A little pop up box says backgrounded, backgrounding enabled, and then it you know it goes back out to the home screen, but it's still playing or doing whatever in the background. Cool. How many apps can you have in the background? 
Oh, I don't know. I only jelly do one or two. Okay. Well, that's very cool. I, for me, this is, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here considering, you know, and I was waiting to get this article, uh, to see whether or not it can convince me to jailbreak my iPad. Uh, so number one, for me, I don't see any desire for, uh, multitasking since it is coming or for jailbreaking because of multitasking, because multitasking is coming out later this year. So that was, I think that was smart of Apple to announce because otherwise I would have certainly went, rushed out to jail, to jailbreak. So number two, yeah. you want to read number two? Sure. Dashboard app uh, allows you to download and install widgets from Apple.com just as you could on Mac OS X computers, although not entirely bug free and some widgets don't work. Most of the ones that they tried work just fine. And I'm actually watching the video right now and it's really interesting. It looks pretty cool. I do like my little widgets uh, on, you know, my on my um, desktop. I, I occasionally will pull it up most of the time when I just want to when I want the calculator. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is I'm thinking, OK, with the quote unquote widgets, they're not a whole lot different than quote unquote apps. And right. I don't and, and you know, if I guess I guess maybe if there was a just a quick little quick little launch and it's like, boom, you've got everything up there. I, I don't know that it would be I, I guess maybe if I jailbroke my iPad, I would maybe install this dashboard app. But I don't. Yeah, it, look, it looks like it's not a. Uh, it's not. You have to go into a special app for this, so it's not like if they're running on your desktop or anything. Oh, okay. So it's 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 basically it's an app. So I could either go into the dashboard app and use the cheesy little calculator, or I could use my calculator HD, or right. I could do the go into the dashboard app and check out the weather forecast, or I could go into the weather channel, full blown, very beautiful, laid out, awesome weather channel app for the iPad. So mm-hmm. I don't see number two. So number one, number two, neither one of those reasons for me to jailbreak my iPad. All right. Number three is Rock. Rock is a third party app store filled with paid apps that deliver more features and functionality works well on the iPad. Here you can download things like my 3G, which tricks apps into thinking that you're using Wi-Fi connection and not 3G. This is helpful for restricted video applications and also you can get the MyWi, which turns your iPad into a Wi-Fi hotspot others can use. Note, not all apps will work on the iPad. Um, now, I have Rock, or I know a friend of mine who has Rock on their jailbroken iPhone. <laughs> Obviously, it's not going to turn your iPad into a Wi-Fi device, uh, you know, Wi-Fi sharing device if you don't have 3G. Uh, so that's not going to help. So that's only going to be good for people with 3G, but it will do it for that. Um, yeah. So if you have the unlimited twenty nine ninety nine data plan or whatever that is, uh, then and you have the three G, um, then you could actually share that data using the MyY with your laptop and stuff. I could for three G users, I could potentially see Rock as being a place to go to actually or a reason to jailbreak your iPad because the three G, like for example, over three G. If I was to connect to, let's say, YouTube or something like that via 3G versus Wi-Fi on the iPad, I'm going to get a lower quality version of the of the video because it knows I'm on 3G and it restricts that bandwidth. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it looks, but it also looks like the 3G for the iPad is not, doesn't have a bucket or anything. So. What's a bucket? Like you can't fill the, like, you know, there's a five gig cap. 
Yeah, they don't appear to have it yet. I, we we haven't we haven't had anybody report yet that you know they've got this outrageous bill. But we have heard um, of people out there that are testing the caps to see if they can go on and on and on, and you know with you know hundreds of gigs of data. Um, I haven't followed up on that story in a while, but I haven't heard anything yet that says that they uh, have run into some problems. All right, so the next one, uh, you want to read the SBS settings? Sure, and this is something that I use. Um, here, hold on one second. My computer's like, there we go. One of the most popular tweaking apps, SB Settings, lets you put toggles for various settings on your iPad springboard, even toggles for settings that don't have toggles like respring or reboot. For iPad users suffering from Wi-Fi woes, you could put a Wi-Fi toggle on your springboard to let you reset the Wi-Fi. And uh, apparently there's some Wi-Fi issues on, on a certain number of, uh, of iPads and um, looks like toggling fixes it. Yeah. And I use SB settings all the time and it's, it's really nice. It works real well. Is that what gives you the, the is it just settings or is this what gives you that, that spring, you know, the, uh, the locking, the lock screen kind of settings? No, no, no. This is, this is just the one where you swipe across the time on your iPad, on your iPhone or whatever, and a little thing comes down and lets you, you know, reboot and do stuff like that. Oh, okay. And yeah, the I the Apple, um, the Wi-Fi on the Apple device or the iPad device, it does occasionally kind of hang. So, like for example, if I'm connected to a wireless um, network and then I leave that place and I go somewhere else, it appears to still be connected, but it's not. So, so that it, there are some issues, but uh, also that happens, huh? It does. It does. Uh, it basically, it just doesn't. It doesn't let go of that that lease that it has, and it kind of just appears to be there. Um, it doesn't happen very often, and of course, I'm usually going to the same places over and over again, so it's it's not that big of a deal for me. But I, uh, but there are occasions where I will have to go in. I have to go back to the home to the main screen, go into settings, click on Wi-Fi, turn it off turn it on and then I'm, I'm good to go. Uh, I'm sure hmm. I'm, I'm positive that's going to be fixed with an update there. So I don't know that that's going to be a reason to jailbreak, but um, very cool. Here's the, here's the big one. And this is the one I'm very excited to learn more about peripherals. Uh, devoted hackers have come up with ways to use peripheral devices with the iPad, including most recently an Apple magic mouse. Others have set up external hard drives to work with the iPad and have even used a Wiimote to play Super Mario World using the jailbreak app at Super NES uh, iPhone for iPhone. Plenty of reason enough to jailbreak your phone. There you right go. There. Done. That's the reason. Using, your, using the, uh, the Wiimote to play Super NES on your iPad right there alone could be... A reason to jailbreak your iPhone or your iPad. Number six, check this out. Depixelize iPhone apps. One of the more disappointing things about the iPad is how the iPad, iPhone apps uh, look when they're launched on the Slate device. Uh, we knew that it wouldn't look great, but when Steve Jobs said all the iPhone, uh, let's see, all iPhone would work on the iPad, we expected something better. They just look awful, and I totally agree with that. However, the combination of a jailbreak app and some slightly more advanced hacking skills will allow you to scale iPhone apps for the iPad to run them in full screen without pixel doubling. So I would imagine they're still going to be blurry, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and the menus are going to be all 
weird and long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, this article says, and more, the complete list. If your favorite app isn't listed here, you can check the status of the iPad jailbreak compatibility sheet maintained here on Google Docs. Uh, this crowdsourced report lets you see what apps are compatible, what features will work, what, and if anything is being done to update the app for the iPad compatibility. So again, that, that'll be uh, all linked in the show notes. So Chris, that's all I have. Do you have anything else, my friend? That's all I got, dude. All righty. Well, that is that is our Help I Got a Mac podcast episode this week. We want to say thank you I'm for subscribing. Are you hungry? Yeah. Did you not have breakfast yet? I had breakfast. I need second breakfast. Second. I'm eating like six meals a day now. Are you I'm a like hobbit? Kick my metabolism. I'm kind of like a hobbit. Nice. Like a really, I'm like a really tall hobbit. Very tall hobbit. Hey, uh, we want to hear from you. Give us a call on our voicemail feedback hotline. I'm going to give you the number in just a second, but... Uh, you know, we, we definitely want to just remind everybody that we are here to answer the questions for those of you who are just now switching from the PC over to the Mac. And if you uh, are ever getting tired of hearing us talk about the iPhone, the iPad, and and just the news in general, then uh, the best way to change that up a little bit is to give us a call with your questions. And uh, Chris here is, let me tell you, he's quite the Apple expert. So I don't think we actually put him oh, to task. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> I, don't think we, I don't think we put him to task nearly enough. So if you're brand new to the Mac platform or you're just running into some issues, do give us a call with your questions. We'll try to answer them here on the show at 859-795-4067. That number is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just leave us a voicemail, 859-795-4067. Anyway, Chris, go and enjoy your second breakfast, my friend. And thank you very much for all you do for Help I Got a Mac, my friend. Go in peace. All right. We'll talk Serve to you later. Serve the Mac community. All right, folks. Until next time, join the community. Join the community.